It's time for the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. I'm sorry. It's all things strains. <laughs> we are your hosts, Agent ETA. Agent Ether. And Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings, conspiracies, and all things strange. You can follow... No, I'm not saying that anymore. You know what? It's stupid. X? I'm not saying X, so don't follow the show on X, because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> And all of our wonderful links in the description on the link tree. Gosh, I need to come up with more stuff to say here. All right, this week's episode, one million downloads. One million. One million downloads. So we're doing just sort of an impromptu Hey, look, we got a million downloads. That's really cool. Just sort of an unplanned sort of a thing, just for fun, to celebrate one million downloads. Because that's pretty cool, man. Uh, I don't know how many podcasts get a million downloads, but um, I never thought I would get a million downloads. That's for sure. Yeah, it was so exciting. And he got a screenshot of the exact number. Yeah. And I got a screenshot of 999.99 or whatever which is pretty cool as well. I posted yeah, them on I mean, social media. When I joined this podcast with you, like I didn't know what to expect really, you know, mm-hmm. but like uh, hitting a million downloads, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely very grateful for the support we've seen from the, the listeners and stuff. And, you know, all the different uh, episodes, what is it? 188 or 288? Something like, something no, like that. It's about episodes. 180. 180 some 180 yeah 180 oh, okay something. okay and how, yeah, how many years have that. you been doing your podcast now agent anderson um let me let me look i don't know i want to say i started it in like 2018 or 2019 and now it's 2023 yeah it's Almost been a while 2024 i can't believe it, it blows my mind Un- unbelievable agent anderson and i we actually have our 24 year wedding anniversary coming up in november and we wanted to get a table at French Laundry just to say we could. Uh, that's where like Governor Newsom got busted for not wearing masks during COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, during the lockdowns and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's over Napa, and um, it's ridiculously overpriced. But we weren't going to order any alcohol to help curb the cost. So we went to get a reservation, and you can they open up reservations the first of the month for the next month. And that's the earliest you can get a reservation. And so Agent Anderson went that morning online to make a reservation for a weekday and they were already all booked. Yeah. Who knew really? there's so many people clamoring to pay 500 bucks a plate for dinner. <laughs> it's a bucket list kind of a thing. It's not something we do all the time, but you know, for our anniversary, yeah. what the hell? I've never been to a restaurant like that, but I just have to wonder, like, how good is the food really? Is it really that good? I don't know. If it is that good, then cool. It's damn good. I don't know. Since we moved up here to Northern California, especially the wine country area, I've really become very enamored of the uh, those kinds of restaurants. We don't go all the time, but I'll go out with my girlfriends for, like, appetizers and tapas or just, you know, during happy hour or whatever. And uh, uh, we're not going to Applebee's. We're going to these, you know, nice little restaurants. Well, yeah, but these nice restaurants, we'll go sometimes on like a date night just to go to a fancy place where we can dress up a little bit. 
And you're talking about a place that for two people, including getting a couple of drinks and stuff, it's going to be 100 to 150 bucks for two people. Unless somebody orders steak, then maybe a little bit more. It depends. But I mean, yeah, we've never been to anything even close to as expensive as the French Laundry. Like not even close. Is uh-huh. it's just it's just stupid how expensive <laughs> it is. Just stupid. I don't, I don't know. know, man. Like, I don't like, know. I I've been to some nice like steak restaurants that like are supposedly like you know they make like some of the best steaks you'll ever have or whatever. They always you know well they they acclaim that you know but like uh, I'm not that impressed by a lot of these spots like like. I, I'm I'm a barbecuer myself. I, I really enjoy cooking steaks and, and smoking brisket, smoking ribs. Like my ribs are, are you know, it, it's where it's at. I've actually competed in, in competitions before uh, for a barbecue. But like the steaks and stuff, like I feel like every place I've ever been to where I paid good money for steaks, yeah, it was sometimes it was good, you know, but I, I feel like I can make a better steak than that restaurant. You know what I mean? So that, that that's the the main reason why a lot of times, especially with barbecue and stuff, or with steaks, like it's just like, no, nah, I'm just gonna make it myself at home because I can make a better steak than this restaurant can. I you know? I, that, I never order anything from a restaurant I could make at home, and I think that's one of the reasons I like going yeah. to nice restaurants is so I can order the fancy stuff and in like multiple courses that I would never ever make yeah. at home. Well, the yeah, with, with you know, with barbecue and stuff like uh, where I fall short is like uh, in some of the stuff that I've seen that is really delicious is like the sides, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether it be like you know, uh, you know, mashed potatoes or you know, Brussels uh, sprouts, macaroni, baby. Brussels sprouts, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like all the sides is where a lot of these places they really shine. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some really impressive sides that are delicious. You know, and I'm not that good at making. I'm just I'm good at making the main course. You know. Right. What I mean? Yeah, what well, last time Agent Ether got steak at a restaurant that I was there, it was a place, it was in the casino, but um the prices were expensive. How much was that steak? Like 50 bucks? <laughs> like Yeah, I think it was. It was it was a higher end place, at least it looked like a higher end place. It was fancy looking. The prices were fancy. <laughs> and she gets her steak, they bring it out and half of it she ordered it probably like what medium or something, yeah, you know, medium or uh, medium rare or something, and they bring it out like half of it is cooked well, and the other half is like still bloody, like it doesn't even look cooked at all. I'm like, what is this crap? I really don't think it was that bad, but it was pretty bad. Agent Anderson was like, "This is not good for the money." Yeah, for fifty or sixty bucks, man, they better cook that thing to perfection. Otherwise, yeah. Well, you better have consistency. Otherwise, you know, what are you least. even talking about? What are we even doing there if they're not going to cook it correctly? You know. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about, so I looked it up and the first episode was on May 23rd, 2019. So about, you know, halfway through the year, let's talk about some of our favorite episodes throughout the years. Uh, how about, uh, Agent Ether, since you probably are not going to stay as long because you said you don't want to. Um, I gotta watch Loki. Loki season two is out. Not a fan, but you know, (laughs) to each their own. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so what are some of your favorite think what can you think of like one of the favorite topics we've done? Um, I think one of my favorite topics we've done was the one on fluoride. Oh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Oh, we yeah. all had differing opinions. It was very interesting. You know, I learned a lot of stuff that I hadn't known before. And uh and yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah, that was that was a fun one because there was a little bit of merit to different theories. 
Usually, I don't find something to support different sides of the argument as much as I did in that episode. But, you know, whether or not it actually does some of the things they claim, I don't know. But uh, it was still it was still a really interesting one to look into. We also had those episodes well, with um, Spooky Stories where Kruger was on. Yeah. And he was recounting. Whenever Kruger recounts stories of his own life, it's so interesting. He has all of these, like unique stories about like dreams he's had from um, his parents who passed. He had a near-death experience. He went uh, to an, what was it, an old asylum or hospital where he passed that group of men who were, who were yelling and screaming and having some sort of, some sort of uh, a ritual. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 He's got some really good stories. That's for sure. Dang, dang cryptids. Oh, speaking of um, haunted places, I hear they've reopened the Queen Mary. I definitely want to go stay there sometime. Oh, really? That'd be fun to do. Yeah, for sure. I've I've been to the Queen Mary quite a few times. I've never stayed there before, uh, but I've been there uh, three times for a rockabilly festival. Like it's like rockabilly slash tattoo like a uh, festival. Where, yeah, you know, and and. I seen a uh, Reverend Horton Heat there a couple times, and uh, one of the times that the the, the uh, show got stopped because somebody got stabbed in the audience. Damn, <laughs> that sucked because it was a really good show too. Like they they were going through like the history of rock and roll and like uh, covering a bunch of different songs and stuff. But you know, like somebody got stabbed in the audience, and then they're like, all right, we got to stop this uh, this show here because somebody just got stabbed, and the the police are telling us that we have to stop the show. That's so it's like, oh, it's yeah, like, oh, crazy. Damn. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. I have no idea what, like, who got stabbed or what happened. I didn't notice it. I was just watching the show. But I can tell you, uh, every time you get a chance to see Reverend Horton Heat in concert, it's always a good time. I've seen those guys like probably seven times in concert, and every time it was a, a damn good show. Besides that one, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I guess you know. Yeah. But Queen Mary is pretty cool, though. I mean, there's a lot of history behind that ship, you know? Yeah. I think I talked about it in a Halloween episode, but I've never... We did an episode with the Queen Mary. Yeah, I think it was part of... I think we did a Haunted Places episode. Yeah, we did Queen Mary and Winchester Mansion. Yeah, I think you're right. That was like last year. Yeah. Winchester Mansion is pretty cool, too. I've been to the Winchester Mansion. I've never been to the Queen Mary, though. I'd love to go. Well, how about you, Agent ETA? Have you had a, like a favorite topic so far or something that comes to mind? Well, sure. I mean, there, there's a lot of topics that, that, you know, we've covered that are, I guess you could say a, a favorite for mine, you know, like, like the, the Coral Castle. I always thought the Coral Castle was really cool. Yeah. You know, uh, that, uh, what was his name? Edward, uh, Leed Is that, was that his name? Something uh, like that. Anyways. I forgot his name even. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I always thought the Coral Castle was really cool because, like, you know, this one guy built the whole structure and it was made out of, like, you know, a, a really large blocks of uh, coral stone. Um, you know, to be honest, one of the really early episodes that we did that I, I, I still, like, uh, think about every once in a while, and, you know, it really got me uh, very interested in the, in the topic was actually uh, the death of uh, Kurt Cobain. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That yeah, was, I mean, I, I don't uh, think Agent Ether was on the, on the show yet at that point, but I was a late, yeah, that was very, yeah, that was yeah, that was very early in the uh, the podcast. There, I don't know what number uh, podcast that was, but it was pretty early. It had to have been you know double digits. It was triple digits, you know, at that point for sure. But uh, that was number seven. Was, 
That was our seventh episode. That was number seven. Yeah. Oh, no shit. And I, I think I jumped on uh, the podcast on number three or four. Number something three. Like that. Yeah. Gobekli Tepe. Number that three. was the first one you jumped on. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's another one of my favorites. Like Gobekli Tepe and some of those like like uh, ancient megalithic sites mm-hmm. where, you know, you have a lot of evidence for the human race being advanced and also uh, much, much older than, you know, mainstream archaeology or historians would would tend to accept you know like that like that's that's one of the things that one of the kind of uh one of the the topics i love the most by far mm-hmm. is like ancient megalithic sites you well, know and evidence for let's talk just a little bit being, of the details so agent ether are you aware of gobekli tepe we've talked about it quite a bit mostly agent eta because I think he's excited about the topic. Yeah. Weren't you guys going to go at one point? Weren't you thinking about going? We've we've thought about going well, to a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, it, so it, go it's, back it's one Tepe. of those spots. It, yeah, go ahead. ET. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Well, I'm I'm just saying it's one of those spots where it, you know, as far as tourism goes, it's a, it, it's in Turkey, right? So like uh, yeah. for Americans. It's not necessarily a safe place to go. Right. You know, like you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Could it be fine? Sure. Yeah, it could be fine, but it might not also at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like going to Egypt, right? So like, like, uh, not in the same way, but similar. Um, you have to stay, if you're going to go there, you have to stay in like some certain areas where like, uh, tourism thrives because, you know, nobody's going to mess with you. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, so it, but if you, if you, if you venture out of those areas, you, you, you're taking a chance, you know, like, like you don't know what's going to happen. Like there's some areas, for example, um, Chichen Itza in, in, I think that was uh, Mexico. That's supposed to be a really uh-huh. good place to go. Lots of, okay, yeah. lots of tourism there. So it should be safe. Hopefully they keep yeah. the drug cartels out. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's another, oh, ooh. You don't want to mess, you don't, you don't want to have any inter, uh, interactions with uh, those type of people, you nope. know, because you just don't know what's going to happen. Not at all. But uh, Gobekli Tepe is in the Anatolia region of uh, Turkey, and it's kind of a, a remote region, you know, so like, like I think you, you probably aren't going to have too many issues there as long as you have a good guide, but like... Uh, like the whole Gobekli Tepe thing, like the area, there's so many different like like uh, sites that have been like, you know, uh, scanned and stuff. And we know that there's a lot of ancient structures there. They, ju- they, they, just, they just haven't been like uh, researched yet, you know? Yeah, so, they're like, still but, mostly buried because they backfilled yeah, yeah. everything. And it looks like yeah. they built the structures to align to the stars and it looks like when they no longer aligned because of the procession, they backfilled them and then built another one on top, which could mean that these structures are much older than we think. Like the topmost ones are like 10, 12,000 years old, something like that. But the yeah. ones underneath could be 50,000 years old. Who knows? And the construction of them is way too advanced to have been done by hunters and gatherers, which is what historians yeah. think. Historians will say that at that time, there were only hunters and gatherers around. But if you look at these stone pillars, like they were carved in base relief, for example, which is very difficult to do. And just yeah. just bringing the backfill material or just carving out the stone or whatever, there you have to have a social structure. So you have to have like a foreman, you have to have like an architect and that kind of thing. You don't get that you with hunters and gatherers. 
they had a society. They were not hunters gatherers. That's why the site is so fascinating. Yeah. You know, all of this was explained yeah. in that second Thor movie. Was it really? The Which dark, one is that? The Dark World, I think. The one with the dark elves where like everything aligned, like all the realms aligned, causing like physics to kind of uh, the rules of physics to break down. And so they were able to like levitate things and build different structures. Oh, I don't remember that one. You don't remember part of that? Hmm. That that was fun. I never to saw me. that movie because there was yeah. an explanation. Like, yeah, it's it's not you know it's not real. It's a movie, but it was just a lot of fun how they took all this lore and you know architecture and they they put it all together to mm -hmm. explain all of it. Yeah, that's really mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, I think I might have missed that one. Maybe I'll check that one out. I've seen. I think I've seen the first one, and I've seen Thor Ragnarok, which. Thor Ragnarok was a fun movie, but um, the middle part where he gets stuck on that planet with um, with the Hulk felt like filler, you know? Like, they're supposed yeah. to be dealing with stuff in Valhalla, but they spend most of the movie on this other planet. It just didn't, I don't know. It didn't flow that well for me, even though it was a fun movie overall. Like that Star Trek movie where instead of being in space, they spend all their time on the planet. Yeah, and you just, you keep waiting for them to get off the planet. You're like, okay, they're going to be on this planet for like five minutes. And then they're going to get off and go do stuff in space because that's why you show up for Star Trek is to watch them do stuff in space. But no, mm -hmm. <laughs> they just did. They're just goofing around in the jungle or whatever, which hey, maybe they're trying to save some budget filming it. I don't know. It was that movie was not that good. <laughs> did you like that one, Agent Ether? They defeated the aliens with music. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's kind of cheesy. <laughs> uh, just, just like in a, a Mars. You remember that movie? Uh, what is it called? Mars Attacks. Yeah, I think. And they, yes. they defeated him with with the with the with the damn that uh, country music. It was a uh, damn. What was that? That old country music star. Um, oh, it's um. Now I have to Google it. I know what you're talking about. Country is not necessarily uh, Hank my, Williams. There you Hank go, Hank Williams. Yeah, yeah. How did I forget that? Yeah. It's country's not yeah. really my go-to genre, but you get, dude, you can't go wrong with some Hank Williams. That's for sure. Modern country is very popish. Awesome. Modern country is like just well, pop out in the Midwest. Yeah, pop it's not with, the same pop thing with as accents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, maybe a little bit of steel guitar behind it, you know, yeah. but yeah. that makes it country, I guess. You know, I've never been a huge country fan, but I, I have been. I'm definitely a fan of like Hank Williams. Um, Merle Haggard, you know, Carl Perkins. It's good music. It's, it doesn't matter what genre it is, in my mm -hmm. opinion. It's just plain good music. That's yeah. it, you know? So, like, uh, I mean, I, I own quite a few Hank Williams albums, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I've always been a big fan of his, and he definitely revolutionized uh, country music. But nowadays, country music isn't, like 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 Agent Ether said, it's like it's more like pop music now mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, you know, standard like country music, you know. Now show me some bluegrass. I'm in. I love me some bluegrass. Oh, hell yeah. Some Bill Monroe or some. You oh. just missed the bluegrass festival in San Francisco. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah but modern bluegrass is very hit and miss. Was it the Hardly Strictly bluegrass? Yes, yes it was. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that one a big fat meh. Because that's not real Are you bluegrass. A bluegrass snub? Well, I don't know. It's just, if you're going to call something bluegrass and you're going to have a drum set on stage, that's not, it, there's no drums and bluegrass people. It's not bluegrass if there's yeah. a drum set. That's just, that's just how it is, man. You know, it's like, you can't have a violin concerto and then put a bass guitar in there. Cause then it just, I don't know, whatever. 
I guess you could have a modern one, but I don't. I like the I like the old stuff, man. Just it's got a sound that I really enjoy. And you know, uh-huh. you, you go back. There, there's some more modern artists that I enjoy too, like uh, Tony Rice is. He's not modern, modern, but he's not like from back in the day either. He's actually Tony Rice was born in California. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, California. He, I think he moved when he was just a little one, but uh, yeah, born in California and a legendary guitar player, and unfortunately passed away you know, somewhat recent last year or something, but, uh, he, he was good. I love the Osborne brothers. Um, you know, the Stanley brothers, there's a, there's a lot of good bluegrass musicians, but let's get back to some of our favorite topics. So you mentioned Kirk Cobain, and that was one of the ones going into that episode. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a bunch of bullshit. You know, there's going to not going to be anything to this one where I'm like, how are we going to more and more you, I was like, the how? more and more you did research about it, you're just like, holy shit, this is not a straightforward incident. Like, yeah, like, I, I was worried we were going to have enough material for a full episode. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm convinced that he did not kill himself. No, there's no way. You know, it's not even possible. Yeah. Agent, yeah, it, Agent it does, Redacted. Nothing lines up. Agent Redacted went as Kurt Cobain last year, and he's also going as Kurt Cobain this year. But this year, he learned how to play guitar, and he has like this really little one he got from his grandmother when he was like, I don't know, five or six. And he got new strings for that guitar, and he's going to bring it with him on Halloween and play it. Yeah, he learned a couple of Nirvana riffs. He's going to go, he's going (laughs) to, part of his costume. It's so, so cool. Also, nice. it's, um, it's so strange, but his cousin was also Kurt Cobain. Like they didn't coordinate that at all. His cousin that lives in Southern California in uh, in Menifee, they were both just so happened to just be Kurt Cobain for Halloween. It's so weird. I'm like, how do you guys even know what Nirvana is? Like that's that's like uh, old school at this point, right? Well, for them, it's like classic rock. Yeah, now, exactly. You know, like <laughs> when we were growing up in the '90s, you know, we were listening to classic rock, which at that point was. Bands like, you know, the Beatles, Pink Floyd, Tom yeah. Petty, even maybe a little bit, well, you know, it was funny. Cause you know, like that show, the seventies show, I was like, you know, when that was on, I was like, ha, people grew up in the seventies. They're old, you know, then like they, uh-huh. they came out recently with the nineties show. I was like, oh shit, I am old. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Cause I was in high school in the nineties, you know? Oh, middle age. I didn't, I didn't watch the show. So I don't know the nineties show. I didn't know if the nineties show is any good or not. The seventies show was a lot of fun when it wasn't being too much drama, but sometimes well, it, was, it was very nostalgic. Yeah. But some episodes, there's just like so much drama, like, oh, this person's dating this person and this person broke up with, I, like, I don't know. I don't really, that stuff. I, I like the comedy stuff they did, but Ashton. Yeah. Was it Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. Was dating, yeah. though, the girlfriend. They married. From the 70s show. And they're married. And, yeah. And Mila I have Kunis. only heard positive, good things about their relationship. And it's so great in Hollywood mm-hmm. that there's, like, this healthy, happy couple. Like, I'm very happy for them. I'm like, stay together forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It hardly ever happens. The You know, there's not that many of them that stay together for, for so long. And it's, um, I don't know. I think there's various reasons for that, but it probably comes down to temptation. You know, you're famous and you got people constantly being, well, what was that Chris rock bit? You know, want some dick, you know, like, <laughs> like all day long, people are just throwing themselves at, you know, I think sooner or later, most people cave, you know, 
<laughs> so I think yeah. that's maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's just, you know, with the schedules they have to do for shooting movies and maybe it's just difficult. I don't know, but there's like Tom Cruise and Nicole well, Kidman were together for a long time as well. But I can't really think of a whole lot of celebrities that were together for a long time. Yeah, but Most, Tom is crazy. I don't know if that's well, exactly he is, fair. He is a Scientologist. Yeah, he's he's definitely doesn't seem like a normal person. That's for sure. I remember it was on. I I watched Oprah, and he was like screaming on Oprah, and she's yeah. like, "Wow, you you seem really happy." And he said something about like being high on life, and I'm like, "You're high on something." High in cocaine, too, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah, he's jumping up and down on the furniture. Yes, <laughs> yes, he was. Making a ruckus. And that that was uh, when he was in a relationship with, what's her name, Katie Holmes or something? Oh. That, uh, that, that yeah. younger actress. I don't know. Well, anyways, let's get away. We yeah. don't want to talk about celebrities. That's, you know, except for Kurt Cobain. So Kurt Cobain, the thing, I don't want to go into the whole case, but... You know, if we talk, if we mention something, might as well go into a little bit. The reason we could go into, there's so many reasons that the case is suspicious. Like, for example, when he overdosed in Rome on Rohypnol, that looks like he was drugged. But the suicide itself, he had so much heroin in his system that even a hardcore addict would have been, would have died instantly from that much heroin. It would have been an overdose. But um, mm-hmm. somehow, after taking that much heroin, he was able to put away his drug kit, like his needles and all his, his kit. You have like a little kit. He put that kit away neatly into a box, stowed it away. And then he was somehow able to pick up a shotgun and shoot himself. The shotgun shell was on the wrong side of his body. Cause it, it ejects out of the shotgun and you know, yep. to, the, to one side or the other. So there's details like the shotgun shell that are questionable, but you could say, well, it bounced around weird. Okay, fine, whatever. But the fact that he had more heroin in his system than anybody could survive, and even if he was somehow had a superhuman tolerance, he would have definitely gone, he would have gone, he would have been in a coma right away. He would not have been conscious enough to put his drug kit away neatly and then shoot himself in the head with a shotgun. And yeah, he took a lot, he took an amount of heroin that is lethal. So you would only take that much. Remember, we're talking about somebody who's an experienced drug user. This was not his first rodeo. He would have only taken that much to kill himself. You're not going to, you're not going to kill yourself by jumping off a bridge and also shooting yourself in the head on the way down. Nobody does that. They just, they either, you know, close the garage door and turn on their car or, you know, maybe I shouldn't list ways of killing yourself on the show. (laughs) Let's not (laughs) do that. Then there's also, there's also the suicide note. Yes. Which was very suspect. Right. It, it looked like the, the first half of the note was, you know, it, it looked, looked like it was in his writing, but the second half of the note was, was in somebody else's writing style. And also, Courtney Love uh, had stayed at her god, uh, their, their kid's godmother's house, their, their, uh, their lawyer, right? Um, and, and the lawyer had found, like, uh, notes in her backpack that she had left behind, like, like, looked like she was practicing trying to, you know, like, like get a hand of, of, uh, reproducing his writing and stuff. Yeah. And tr- you know, like really that's, interesting that's extreme, case. extremely, extremely suspect. Why yeah. would you do that? And then, you know, like she hired a private investigator to go look for Kurt at her house, even though she had just oh, yeah. talked to him recently. So she should have known where he was. 
but the the PI didn't find anything. So then she hires some electrician to go install like a security light right next to the window that looks into the room where his body was. And you're like, huh, I guess that could be a coincidence, but it's really friggin' weird. Is that who found him, an electrician? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who found his body because he was installing the light and he saw him in there. His, his uh, you know, his, his dead body was in there. So he, he saw him in there and then he called the police yeah. and a radio station. <laughs> a radio station? Yeah, his yeah. 15 minutes of fame, I suppose, for that electrician. So that was a really good case. That one was interesting because I was expecting to find absolutely nothing. And it turns out that there's a whole heap of evidence that it was not actually yep. a suicide. So that those are the fun cases where I go into it being skeptical and I end up doing a 180 because the evidence is just so strong, so powerful, you know? Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite cases were, well, I don't know. I like the UFO stuff. I'm Everybody knows that. But I think my favorite cases, I kind of did them early on. Like one of them is the first case we ever did, or I ever did. I was, I was by myself for the first three episodes, but no, the first, uh, first two episodes actually, but the, uh, Michigan swamp gas, 1966, that year in particular were, there were so many sightings, but there was a wave of sightings in Michigan where people were seeing these weird things all over the place for, you know, a couple of weeks, everybody was kind of freaked out. And then Blue Book sends Alan Hynek to go investigate and he has this press conference and he says it was just swamp gas, you know, and everybody was pretty upset about that explanation. People were, they were a little on edge and they wanted to know what was going on. And this is what the government tells them, you know, and obviously it was not swamp gas for several reasons. First of all, swamp gas does not look like a structured craft. It doesn't make noise. It doesn't hover around like this craft did. But also, swamp gas only forms under specific circumstances. Like, it has to be warm, like, you know, 90 degrees out or 100 degrees out or something. It has to be very warm out. It has to be a swampy area, stuff like that. The object was sighted during the winter when it was, uh, I forget the exact temperature, but it was pretty close to zero. It was like freezing temperatures. You cannot have swamp gas in freezing temperatures. So it's just a completely absurd explanation that, you know, they offered. And there's, if you look through the blue book file, there's like a a little memo that says that uh, somebody saw Alan Hynek talking on the phone and he's see somebody like, almost like he was talking to his boss and they said swamp gas and he said swamp gas kind of like that. You know, it's a really fun case. It's one of my best or one of my favorite cases just because of just how good the evidence is for the case. The evidence is excellent. I liked the uh, sound effects. The thing I like about the case is that we have multiple independent witnesses. And when I say multiple, I mean multiple. There were a great many number of witnesses that, you know, that saw it on different nights. You have the Hillsdale sighting where, you know, a dorm full of college girls saw it. And you have, you have the Frank Manor sighting where he saw it and the mechanic, what was the mechanic's name? It was, I think it was Wagner, something Wagner, Frank. No, it wasn't Frank. It was anyways, the mechanic saw it from the other side of the area, like the swampy area. Dude, there was, there were so many good witnesses to this case. It was just, it's a really good case. One of my favorites. And that's episode one. I went back and listened to it recently. I'm like, yeah, I want to see. I'm like, It'd be fun just to go listen to an old old episode for so I listened to part of it. I'm like, wow, yeah. Um, my equipment has definitely improved since then. 
<laughs> the audio quality mm-hmm. is not nearly as good back then, but yeah, yeah, but it had sound effects. What can you do? Should I do more sound effects? I love Ether? the sound effects. I only did sound effects on two episodes, I think, on that one and the Kelly Goblins. The Kelly Goblins, another one of my favorite cases, because it's just so fascinating. Those people definitely saw something, but what did they see? It, It doesn't make sense that what they saw was aliens. But it wasn't a barn owl because, you know, what happens to barn owls when you shoot them with a shotgun, <laughs> you know, they, they, uh, yeah. they die. <laughs> they, they didn't Typically. find any barn owl body, <laughs> bodies at the scene there. But it's just a really fascinating case that doesn't have any good explanation. And that it's just a mystery. You know, that's why it's so much fun. Ozzy Mima says that uh, Dyatlov Pass and Dallas Airport were a couple of her favorites. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are good episodes. Dyatlov Pass. was That was a really good one where you have those hikers. You weren't on the Dyatlov. No. no. That, are you familiar with the case, Agent Ether? Is that the one where it was like in Russia? Yes. Yeah, you've told me yep. about that one a couple times where the hikers were in their tents. Yeah. In the middle of the night. And they, instead of exiting the tents, they like cut their way out with knives and some of them were like naked and they were all found dead in like different ways and directions. And some of them were wearing clothes and some of them weren't. Some of them had body parts missing. (laughs) So weird. It's a completely bizarre case that again, doesn't really have a good explanation. Um, My personal belief is that uh, the Russian military was testing some aerial mines in the area because they have, well, there's these aerial mines where they detonate the mines in the air. And the point, the purpose of the mine is to, to stun ground troops right over a wide area. So if they were sleeping and a concussive mine went off right above them, then they would be disoriented. They would freak out. They would not take their time to go outside and investigate. They would get out of that tent. However, they would be in a, a state of panic so they would just cut their way out or whatever instead of going through the front door. Um, and it could explain why they ran so far away from the tent before trying to find their way back. And it would also explain why they were not able to find their way back to get their clothing and so that they could survive to get back to their stuff. These were experienced hikers. They should have survived. Yeah. They should not have died in the elements. They knew what they were doing. You know, so that's my theory. And it would even explain... Um, or it could explain some people saw some people who lived in the area saw like UFOs. There were UFO sightings even. So if they were letting off these aerial mines causing strange lights in the area, that could even explain the UFO sightings that people had, which some people say that the Dyatlov Pass is, you know, UFOs did it or Bigfoot did it or, you know, whatever. Do they really say Bigfoot? Yeah. I think you made that up. Uh, no, no. Well, actually, the Almasty, which is the local Bigfoot, I guess. But, okay. But that is one of the theories. Is All that, right. Well, because some of some of the people were missing body parts, you know, so they think that it would take a very strong creature to remove those body parts. Like I think one one person was missing their tongue and an eyeball or something. I forget the exact details, but yeah, that was a really fascinating case as well. Now the the Dallas Airport. Um, do you mean the uh, the um, the uh, Colorado airport, the Denver airport. I think she might mean the Denver airport. Denver. I don't, I don't remember Den- doing Denver, anything yeah. about the Dallas airport, but 
Um, and we did the Denver one. Yeah. yeah, the Denver airport. That's the one where they got like that, that Lucifer, that big evil horse out front as you drive up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that one is really weird. That is just such a strange airport. And it's one of those ones where it looks like they definitely built something there that was off the books. You know, like they, they yeah, spent they way over budget. Yeah, they spent all that money on that baggage system that ended up not even working and they didn't even use it for anything. And it looks like they built an underground bunker for, for the elites, because that is a transportation hub, you know, for the presidents or whoever, for the government to escape to during a, you know, an attack or whatever. But it also has all of this occult symbolism there. It's just a really weird case. And it's just all, all the murals. Yeah. And it's, um, it's not clear why they would put all that stuff there. Like those, yeah, those murals where, you know, there's people being genocided and then there's, then there's, you know, like a uh, people happy afterwards. I don't know. It's just that, you know, with that, uh, that guy in that gas mask who looks reminiscent of Nazis. I don't know, man, that, yeah. that whole thing. It's just, it's really a weird place. And do you got to think, dude, some people get anxiety going on airplanes, which, I do yeah. a little bit sometimes, but not bad enough to where it's like whatever. But some people get like really anxious. That's a thing yeah. that a lot of people experience. Why are you going to put a mural where people are getting murdered <laughs> or whatever? This this terrifying mural, this terrifying horse. Like you're just going to ratchet up their anxiety. Like why would you do that? You know? The first time I ever had a Bloody Mary. It was in the morning, and I had to take a very early flight out. I was like, "F it! Everybody swears Not by really. these Bloody Marys. I'm gonna have one before my flight." It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not, not my go-to, but it's a tasty little drink. I was very relaxed on the plane. I love flying. It's just I don't know. First of all, when you're on that runway, and then they 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 do it. They do it like a drag race, man. They stop on the runway, dead stop. Okay, here we go. Then they throttle up and then you're like, here we go. Yeah. And you go, you know, you go accelerate real quick. And like, like, uh, like you're in a friggin' race car and then you take off. And then, you know, when you're, when you're flying up to the altitude, you usually pass through some clouds and you get to see everything outside. And then it just, for me, like I have a basic idea of how airplanes work, but still every time it still looks like magic. You know, you're in this big giant airplane, that it doesn't look like it should be able to fly. It just doesn't. It just looks like something magical, you know, and every time it just, you're up there above the clouds, just looking at the skies. And it just, every time it's just breathtaking. I love it. I get air sick, so I don't like flying. I, yeah, I don't, I don't really get air sick. I haven't had that problem before. Yeah. I don't travel well. Yeah. That's too bad. I like flying. It's fun. I'm not looking forward to my flight tomorrow. Agent Redacted was just today. He was just saying, is there, is there anywhere we need to fly? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to fly somewhere again. So I told him, um, I told him, well, maybe we could find a cheap ticket to Dallas and go to the, uh, the six flags over there because we had a, we had a stopover in our plane. We didn't catch our connecting flight in Dallas. And, uh, so we had to stay overnight there and, and there's a six flag. It's like 20 minutes away from the airport or something. I was like, let's go. Cause our passes are good there. So I wanted to go, but agent redactor was like, no, 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 I don't want to tempt fate. I don't want to risk it. Let's just stay here, get to the airport real early. So we don't miss our flight. And I was like, yeah, you're right. 
Well, because <laughs> my brother was visiting. His uncle was visiting too. And they already had missed a day, unfortunately, of hanging out because the flight was late. Your brother broke our mm-hmm. trash can. What trash can? The one in the kitchen. What? That was already broken. I know. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> it's like, that one's been broken for a year. <laughs> I'll be I'll be flying up to you guys uh, this month. Oh, hell yeah. I forgot about that. That's yeah, we true. Could, we could do uh, an in-person live episode. We don't do those too many too often. God, I'm gonna be, cool. be I'm gonna be driving into and out of the city that week though. So yeah, yeah that's unfortunate. What can you do though? Nah. You should call in sick a lot. The whole week. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. could see call, just call in sick. Yeah. We could see if we can rope Agent Grandpa into some mm-hmm. coming on and telling some of his stories because he has some good stories. I don't I'm sure he's told you some of his stories, but he has some For pretty sure. yeah. pretty good stories from his, you know, he's he's retired now, but Back in the day, man, he had one of those jobs where you run into some weird stuff on occasion, you know. But all right, let's talk. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about a couple more episodes that we've done. We talked about some early ones. Let's fast forward a little bit. What's the one we did where they were driving up to CarMax and there was like different witnesses at different points, including the family whose kids thought it was Santa Claus, and they all met up at that cabin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one was that? Which one was that? that was um. That was one of the Canada ones. It was, um, uh, let me scroll up here. Let me scroll up here. Oh, that might be, you might have trouble finding it with like over a hundred episodes, but that's where they all had, that's where they all had code names. They didn't want to come out at first. So they were anonymous and they had like CarMax 1 and CarMax 2 and they all saw it from like different vantage points, but then they all drove to this like hotel cabin and the owner for a long time was the primary source of information. And he had like drawings of the UFO. And then eventually I found the um, an interview that was done like years later on YouTube where a lot of the witnesses had come forward and were telling their stories, which was really a lot of fun to see these firsthand accounts of these witnesses, uh, you know, telling their story about the UFO sighting. Okay, was that the Clarenville sighting? I don't know. I think that might be the Clarenville sighting. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't like. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was Montreal. No, it was, it was one of the coins. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the coins. But dude, we've done so many topics that sometimes I get them mixed up. <laughs> one one of my favorite topics is the Mothman. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, dude! The Mothman. <laughs> Gotta love. And the also moth. the statue. The statue is very well done. Oh, no, no, wait. I think you, I think that's the Yukon sighting. Yes. Yes. The Yukon sighting. The Yukon yes, sighting. Yes, yes. Shag Harbor was another one we did up in uh, Canada, right? The yeah. Roswell of Canada. Dude, Shag Harbor is such a good case. Like, you, you know, that something happened for sure. What it was, I don't know. It looks like it was covered up. It's, you know, they call it Canada's Roswell. But the evidence for that case is so much better than Roswell. They should call Roswell, um, you know, America's Shag Harbor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was, that was like such a good case. You know, the, like they say in the X-Files, man, the truth is out there. You just got to oh, be willing to look for you it. You know what? Let me see if I can get redacted. Okay. See if he wants to pop on here and say hello for a minute. Um, another one that actually we did this one really early on, but it's another case that I still think about sometimes is the, uh, the Phoenix Lights case. It's oh yeah yeah that's a really interesting case. You this is probably the biggest mass sighting ever. You have thousands and thousands of people saw this yeah. thing 
even Kurt Russell saw it. Who's, you know, he's a actor. If you're not familiar, he's an actor was his heyday was probably in the eighties action movies. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> um, he, he kidnapped Goldie Hawn and, uh, overboard a movie that would not go over very well today. <laughs> no, that was a good movie. Have you remember that one where oh, um, yeah. she plays, she plays basically a <laughs> stuck up rich lady. Who's he, she's a jerk to everybody. And she falls off of her boat, hits her head and gets amnesia. And he tells her that she's his wife. So he brings her home to take care of his kids. Cause his wife is, I don't know where she is. She probably left him or she died, whatever. She's not in the picture. So she convinces her, he convinces her that she's his wife. <laughs> so she can take care of her, his kids and clean his house and all that stuff. And, um, and then after that movie, they actually get married in real life. Yeah. I don't know if it was after or before, but they were married in real life. I think uh, it was after and, that movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. I find that kind of funny. That's another couple that is, as far as I know, they're still married to this day that, you know, they're married for a really long time. Another Hollywood couple, but it's, that movie is a little creepy. You know what I mean? So I don't think it, I don't think it'd go over very well today, but, um, it's an okay movie overboard. Oh, what's, what's that about? You haven't seen it. I just told everybody what it's about. So can you just give me like a one sentence? We'll say hello. Asia redacted. Hello. He had a headache earlier, so I wasn't sure if I he was going to make it on. So nice of you to show up. Um, what do you? What's up? You're wearing a t-shirt that's very nice. Thank you. It's a King Daka t-shirt. It was my t-shirt, but it was not long enough for me, so I gave it to him. Is this the one you asked to get back? No, I said, uh, could you give it back? And then I, because you you stole it. Did I steal it? Dude, our luggage was mixed up. Yeah, you stole it, and then you gave it back. And then I put it on and it's just too short for me. So Nerd. I, I need a double XL on that shirt for it to be long enough for me. Uh, you're fat. Otherwise my fat little belly sticks out. <laughs> <laughs> but actually I could probably get away with a men's large and a lot of shirts. It would just be way too short on me. That's the main thing. But the last time I went to Discovery Kingdom, I found a shirt that was like extra long. So I was able to get the extra large size. I probably could have even gotten the large size. I don't know. But um, I was pretty excited about that. I found something that fit. What has been one of your favorite topics that you've been on, Agent Redacted? Uh, well, I've been on like two episodes, so probably the Action Park one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was actually your idea to do that one. Yeah, yeah. That was a really fun topic. Now, did we do that as a bonus or a regular? Uh, I think we we did that as a regular. That, was, that one was really fun because... Dude, that place was just so crazy. My favorite story from that whole thing was how the Gene Mulvihill is the guy who ran the park. Um, you know, he was a real goofball. So he got this fake cattle prod and one of the employees came into the office for some reason. And like, he was not one of these owners. He, he owned the place. He was not one of these owners who was very aloof and did not like to mix with the employees. He liked mixing with the employees. He was a child at heart himself. So one of the employees comes into the office and he's got this fake cattle prod and he, he does this whole spiel. I just, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I, you know, I, I can't do it. So he shocks himself <laughs> to the chest with this fake cattle prod and puts on this whole show screaming and twitching on the floor and, ah, you know, pretending to be dead. <laughs> and then he gets this idea to, um, he gets, he ropes in some employees. He gets this idea to try to deter people from coming into the park without buying a ticket. So he 
gets the fake cattle prod and zaps an employee and has them. I mean, it doesn't really zap you. It just looks like it, it probably makes like a zapping noise. Where do you even buy a fake cattle prod? I don't know, but I kind of want to look for one. They, pr- they probably have them on Amazon. So <laughs> he pretends to zap an employee who then pretends to fall on the ground and writhe in pain <laughs> because he accuses them of like skipping in without paying for a ticket. Like, Hey, Hey, I caught you. You didn't get a ticket. Here's what you get. Like, bam. <laughs> <laughs> what a goofball dude let's talk about some more you know some more of our episodes that we did just just for fun uh you, do you remember the nuclear shenanigans and tom foolery episodes that you guys we've done? did you guys cover the yeah. nuclear boy scout on that no we, we should do that dude you didn't do that no we That's didn't like do that ultimate nuclear tomfoolery. well but we did cover a couple of cases where the world almost ended and there was a case i covered yeah. Where a nuclear, like a genocide though, a nuclear bomber was flying, you know, transporting some nuclear weapons and somebody accidentally dropped one of the bombs onto the bomb bay doors and it just went right out and it landed. It landed, it fell down in sort of like a wooded area, but it landed right on where a, a father had built like a playhouse for his kids. Oh, luckily the kids, the kids normally played there at that time of day. But luckily, the kids were not there that day for whatever reason. But it still left a crater that was like 20 feet across. And, you know, you got to hand it to the people who designed the bomb for making it really hard to arm and detonate these things. Because if it had just been a regular armed nuclear bomb, then it would have, we would have nuked ourselves. (laughs) This has happened more than once, by the way, (laughs) this sort of thing. So we did a couple, I think we did two episodes like that. And Agent Kruger did um did the Demon Core. Oh There's, no. Which oh, is yeah. yeah, oh my god, it's crazy. Did they have people stand next to him and be like, all right, you have this long left to live? Yeah, pretty much. They're like that is terrible. Yeah. To, if just, somebody told me that, I would beat the shit out of them. Yeah, you, you have these honestly. scientists who instead of using the safety equipment that was provided for them, they had safety equipment? They use a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do our nuclear experiments with a screwdriver and that's you know that's it's been very memed on the internet for being yeah. incredibly stupid yeah it's it's sort of sort of sucks that was um agent uh agent Locke. i told him oh, earlier God. i'm like hey you should jump on and say hello momentarily but he says i won't be on i have a lot of work to do what a nerd nerd <laughs> yeah agent yeah, Kruger, agent if you ever listen to this you're a nerd He's, I think he has stage fright. What a nerd. Yeah. Know? The thing with stage fright is just get over it. Yeah. That's like, just don't give a shit. That's like the best life advice. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, here's the thing. Like also like every episode that I'm on, I, I still have like, I'm still nervous between, you know, before we hit record, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, but I mean, it's like, all right, like I'll deal with it though. You know, How like, many people listen to this? Like 10? <laughs> Or like the live yeah. show, we don't, yeah, because the thing about Discord is that it's not an open platform, well, whereas Discord, the membership, like it will surge when you open it, but it very quickly goes down with people talking and stuff. It's not, it's not like Twitch where anybody can discover your live show, Twitch or YouTube or something like that, where it gets broadcast, basically. It's a closed server. People cannot discover it. Only people who have signed up for the server can come to the live show. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I want to start doing live shows on other platforms 
because um, you know, you, basically, it's a bigger untapped audience essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got to finish that South Park animation test I'm doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Agent Redacted is doing a South Park animation that, you know, he's doing just animation in the style of South Park, I should say. He's been doing animations ever since he was a little kid. He got a program called... I hate animation. I don't know why I do it. He he got a program called Pivot Animator, which does basically stick figure animations. And he taught himself how to animate when he was like a little kid. How old were you? I don't know, probably like six or seven. Yeah, you were like really little. And I don't know how to animate. I couldn't t- teach him how to do that. He read the fucking manual as like a six or seven year old. He read through the manual and taught himself <laughs> how to animate. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, I should I should use Pivot <laughs> to uh, animate the South Park thing. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Pivot animator is actually really good for what it is. Except for the new versions. Yeah, except for all the bloatware and stuff. Yeah, they have stupid on there. fucking yeah. bloatware. Yeah, what can you do? Creator you swears know? it doesn't have a virus. Well, it, but it has adware, which is basically a virus. Well, it, yeah. Yeah, what can you do, you know? But that's, yeah, we should definitely do an episode on that. That uh, your your nuclear boy scout. I'm not yeah, familiar dude, with I that I can't case. believe you guys didn't do that. I remember you guys didn't believe me when I first told you about it. Yeah. <laughs> I should have, you want me to set up another microphone real quick? Okay. Isn't oh, there's a slacker. It's in my office, unfortunately. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't Here, set up a third one nuts? because okay. Agent Redacted had a headache, so he was, uh, yeah. oh, he was in the other room. Are you going to make cookies with these? Well, I, I love cooking with you. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's a little little late for baking. Plus, it was pretty hot out today. It was in it's the 90s. cookie time. It was like 95 degrees out, <laughs> give or take, which is it's pretty toasty <laughs> for these parts. <laughs> Which you laugh, but no, we don't have air conditioning. Nobody has air conditioning here. So that's, well, some people do, but we don't. Which, you know, you got to admit, even even without air conditioning, even 95 is going to be pretty toasty. You're just a wimp. And you have air conditioning, Agent ETA. I've seen it. You use air conditioning. <laughs> even if we had air conditioning, we couldn't afford yeah. to use it, honestly. Yeah. Oh, PG&E is so expensive. It's so expensive. It's unbelievably expensive. We did a whole episode on PG&E. <laughs> fuck you, PG&E. PG&E, tomfoolery, Let's and see. shenanigans. I think we called it. I don't know. Fuck PG&E, fuck Spirit Airlines, and fuck Ticketmaster. Something like that. Hey, language. <laughs> Settle down there, man. <laughs> I hate all these companies. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, let me let me look at how many episodes we've done. We've done... We have 188 so far, plus... We have a bunch more on the um, on the the Patreon. We have a, some bonus episodes on there, and there's bonus episodes and after hours on there. So I, I'd have to look to see how many we've done of each. But uh, we so we've done you know including that we've easily done over 200 by this point, which is that's a lot. You know, that's a lot. That's probably at least 14 minutes worth of content. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you just want me to eat the rest? Or at you least, yeah. Why do you keep but, oh yeah, this? I was talking about, I was talking about the Phoenix Lights, how there was thousands and thousands of witnesses, and they had two events, but the second event was actually a flare drop by the military to cover up the first event. It was really weird. Like, why would the military drop flares in a V formation? You know, flares that are supposed to be used for illuminating the ground. They drop them at a very high altitude. Well, very high altitude for illuminating the ground, like 15, 20,000 feet, something like that. 
So they drop them way up there in a V formation so that they, you know, they get, as they fall, they go behind the mountain and it looks like a craft that's moving. Um, it, and, and then it ended up becoming conflated between the two events. People got videos of the second event because everybody was, you know, out and about and freaking out from the first event. And Wait, they showed this? video of the second event on the news, which was very easily debunked as aerial flares. So it, it kind of made the whole thing look like nonsense. And then Wasn't you had the, the 1920s. No, this was 1996. Oh, 1996. And then they had that guy, uh, the governor, Fife, what was Fife Symington or whatever his name was, doing the alien costume bit that he did, and then later on yeah, coming out. they had and, that press conference. Yeah, and then people were upset because everybody saw this thing, and people wanted answers. They're like, what was this thing? It was weird, you know? And then you had that one councilwoman. What was her name? Ugh. Man, I, f- I forget. We did this episode so long ago, but you had that one councilwoman who was the only person who took the took it seriously. She had so many phone calls that her her mailbox filled up. People started calling other city officials, and their mailboxes started filling up. And she personally she called everybody back that she could. She personally interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people. And I've heard her on an interview before and she said like, yeah, I'm not into this UFO thing. I don't necessarily believe in UFOs. She said, I was just doing my job. I was elected to do this to, you know, I was elected by the people to represent the people. And during this time, this is what the people wanted from me. So that's what I did. So yeah, I wish I could remember her name because, you know, she's actually really kind of one of these unsung heroes. That's too bad. She can't sing. I mentioned her on the episode because, you know, good for her, man. She did. She's, she's doing the good work, or at least she was. That's what you're supposed to do. I wish more elected officials would do stuff like that. When, we you should know. reelect her. Hey, whoever that was, man, she should run for president. I will vote for her. I will <laughs> vote for Arnold Schwarzenegger. You can't vote for Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was not born in the United States. I don't States. care. He can overthrow the government. I wonder, is it like that in other places? Do other places have the law where... You could only be the head lead, prime minister or president or whatever it is if you're born here. Or is that just the United States? Are I think we that weird? might just be the U.S. We're weird. Yeah, I That'd don't know. That'd be funny. Imagine taking over a country by just having a bunch of new citizens vote for somebody they choose. Yeah. Like, what if China just decides to just kind of scoot over to the next country and be like, all right, we live here now. Yeah. Do that. Oh, Cool. All right. Well, we got a whole bunch of stuff we could talk about, I suppose. We're running about an hour now, so I guess we could start to wrap it up. But before we... We got to get it three hours. Before we wrap it up, wrap it up. Um, Hold on. Let me... I need a break to run and get a refill on my drink. I am having... Methamphetamine? No. Oh. Crystal head... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm having crystal head vodka there. in honor... Of our, uh, of our, the, the podcast has an official, you know, godfather, and that is Dan Aykroyd. So, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, he's yes. in the Ghostbusters. Oh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. That, the he believes Groundhog in everything. Day guy. Yeah, he believes in all this no. stuff. No, the no, Groundhog no. Day guy? No. No, that's Bill Murray. No, no. The yeah. other guy from Ghostbusters. Oh, is but, that the nerd guy? To what? To who? Oh yeah! Shout okay. Yeah, also Screw shout you out guys. Shout I'm out to our, our live audience. We've got Anorax High, the Simp, uh, Titanium Over dot dot dot, uh, Sea Snail, Aussie Mima, Denver, and Dillstar. 
D-Y-L-S-T-I, Dillstar. I think that's how you say it, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. So Agent Anderson, are we going to do that Costco episode? How long do you want to make that? Yeah, we should do that as... Uh, I was thinking about like eight hours, maybe? No. Like the entire history of Costco? I, I don't know if we're actually going to do that, but Agent Redacted wants to... How many well, parts? Why don't you tell us about your episode idea while I go get a refill of Crystal Head Vodka in honor of the podcast Godfather. All right. Dan Aykroyd, this is his that's vodka. the nerd guy, right? Yeah, he is one of the nerd guys. Yeah, they're, like the guy with glasses. They're all nerd guys. No, but, I mean the guy with glasses. Yes. Okay, no, Dan Aykroyd. No, no, that's Her- that's Harold Ramis. What screwed Dan Aykroyd? I don't even remember what he looks like. But he is He's in, just the other one. He is into all of this stuff. And if if I could, I would get him on the show. What does Dan Aykroyd look like? Can you show me a picture of him? Just settle down for a second so I can finish my sentence. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I have declared him the godfather of the podcast. He did not agree to this at all. He doesn't even know this podcast exists. But I've declared it, so it, it is true. <laughs> but yeah, so while I go get a refill, Agent Redacted, why don't you go ahead and tell people about your idea for a podcast episode based on Costco. All right. Go ahead. I'll be back. So Costco has a food court that started in the 90s, and they've had like a lot of menu changes. And at first, I didn't know this. I thought it was just the holy, you know, Trinity Costco menu um, of like, you know, the hot dog, soda, and the pizza. But then, you know, they've added and removed lots of items. Like they have like regional items. Like they have friggin' like baked pie in Australia or something. And they also, they had a hamburger at one point. My whole life, I've wanted a Costco hamburger from the food court. They also had a crispy chicken sandwich. I actually had a crispy chicken sandwich from Jack in the Box the other day. Yeah. They have the best. I tried McDonald's. I tried the school school cafeteria is the best. No. It hits different, mom. When you've had sad cafeteria food in one day, it's spicy chicken. When it's spicy, crispy chicken Friday, everybody loves it. Spicy's the best, though. You yeah, can't it's, get the it's regular. like colored orange. You, you like, I don't know spicy. why it's orange. Oh, but yeah. hold on. Agent Anderson's back. Oh, you can you can chat if you want to chat. But yeah, yeah um, the problem with these Costco food items is the hamburger was friggin' $5. And nobody wants to pay that for a hamburger. But they've had a ton of items like, you know, they got the combo pizza of the mushrooms that was sadly removed. Rest in peace, combo pizza. But I was thinking we could do a history episode on Costco spanning like four or five hours. Is this the compelling topic that our <laughs> listeners crave to yes. hear about? Yes, Is Costco do. even in 50 states? Like, first of all, Costco is definitely an American thing. And then I don't even it's think it's... in Alaska, it's, too. So. Costco's international, baby. I, I love Costco. Is it really? I don't think Costco is international. Costco is international. They is have stores in Australia. Really? You know, the um, Hong Kong, I think. I don't know. Somewhere in Asia. Ozzy, Mima, is that true? Some Are there other really places. Costco's? There are Costco's in Australia. You can Google it. Okay. My personal favorite store is Canadian Tire. Because Canadian Tire, I guess they expanded over time, and now they're kind of like Walmart. They sell everything. And I just love that they have a store called Canadian Tire that sells everything. <laughs> I stand corrected. Costco is everywhere. That is That blows my mind how global our economy is. That's actually one of the reasons I thought I was telling Agent Anderson. I was like, oh, we're never going to go to war again. Because our economy globally is just so intertwined. Like everybody depends on one another for goods and services and to make money. Cryptid number one looks very interested in that wood chip. 
I, I could be wrong. That's just my thought process here. I was talking to Agent Anderson about it the other day. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got to get a computer charging cable for my Windows 98 laptop to read the mysterious floppy disks I have. That's very random. They're labeled, they're labeled subpool 1 through 12. Is this like when you find a like random... I like to buy random storage devices at thrift stores. Just as long as it's not somehow going to... Oh, what, Agent Anderson? Well, you should start your own podcast about mysterious storage devices, but I don't I'm, think that's I'm the good. compelling content that <laughs> our listeners want to hear about. It's very interesting. I also have a cassette tape that's a demo tape that I found. Oh, yeah. We got we got those radio shows on cassette. We should listen to them oh, yeah, sometime. We should. Yeah. All right, I'm back in front of my microphone. Is there like a cassette that plays video? Is what? Like a cassette, but for video? Yeah, it's called a VHS No, tape. no, no, but like cassette-sized. Uh, they did come out with smaller cassettes. I don't think oh, they We saw that at the thrift store. They had video cassettes that's smaller than a cassette tape. I remember. Yeah, but uh, all right, let's get back to the show. All right, yeah, let's let's <laughs> do that. Oh my God, it's, it's amazing how quickly this thing derailed. <laughs> Isn't that so, the whole point? Uh, before we kind of wrap it up here, because I mean, we could go on and on about talking about uh, previous episodes, I suppose we could, um, I don't know, well, I guess actually, um, ETA, are there any other past topics you'd like to bring up or discuss or whatever? I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of different topics we we've covered in the past that, you know, like Marley Woods or like the, the Pascagoula abduction, you know, or even like the dolls, the Dalston messages was quite interesting. I think for me, is, is that the yeah. number stations like, one? No, that was a fun one too. Uh, okay. Number stations was fun. I, I enjoyed that one, man. That was a good one. That yeah. actually, yeah. Dude, there's so many things that we've done in this podcast that lead to other things. For example, I now have my amateur radio license <laughs> because of the numbers station episode. I started, I went down this radio rabbit hole and Agent Redacted actually got his license as well. That class was like hell. It was fairly difficult for him at his age. It was a couple of years ago and it was about two years ago, right? Yeah. Two or three years ago. Oh my god, those classes were so long. I don't know. It was he was he was kind of young for the material. You could have just told me, don't touch the antenna and only stay in these frequencies, and we would have been good. It's the material <laughs> gets a little complicated for you know for people his age. Seriously, do we have the book around here? Some of these sentences are downright gibberish. I I do have one. I have the book for the last exam, which I haven't taken yet. It's like the VHS spectrum of the UHF. Spectrometer is how many distances multiplied by three. That's like what all the sentences read like. There's the, they have three tiers. You got the intro tier, which gives you some privileges, but not that many. You got the medium tier, which gives you most privileges. And then you got the top tier, which is basically bragging rights. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. So I, yeah, that's, those are some more fun ones. But before we get going, is there anybody who'd like to come up on stage, say hello, have a chat with us for a little bit? Uh, if you would like to come up here and say hello, go ahead and raise your hand um, because there's a digital raise your hand button. Yes. On oh discord. God. If you'd like to come up on Is stage, there like a middle finger button, you can raise your hand and I don't know, but yeah, if you're on a device with a microphone, come on and say hello. If you'd like, uh, most people are pretty shy, which I find surprising because um, I don't know. I'm not shy at all. At least being on stage, I've been on stage. Like I was in band in elementary school 
And uh, all through uh, my, I think I was in band all through my junior year in high school, but the band director was just, um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to put him on the spot, but he was kind of a raging asshole. So <laughs> I couldn't, at that point I kind of got sick of him. So I didn't, I didn't do it my senior year, but, um, oh, here we go. Uh, let's see. C Snell would like to come on stage. Here we go. I'm inviting you to speak. I think that's how it works. Welcome C Snail. What's up? Hi there. Hey, thanks for coming on stage and saying hello. Hey, uh, how you guys doing tonight? We're doing good. How you doing? Doing, uh, doing good. Uh, doing pretty all right myself. All right. Do you have any favorite episodes or topics or anything like that? Or maybe you have a story uh, of your own or something like that you'd like to share with us. Uh, well, I didn't think this through. <laughs> well, mo- <laughs> most people welcome, who are- welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> Most people who are interested in these topics, they have some sort of interest based on something like either they have a strange experience of their own or they have some reason. Like personally, I kind of got started in this topic. My sixth grade teacher, Mr. Emai, he taught like history. Um, uh-huh. He had these books, you know, I had a bookshelf and uh, I think on Fridays we got like an hour just to kind of like chill and read and stuff. So he had this bookshelf. He had like Calvin and Hobbes comics and all sorts of stuff. But he had also, he had this book full of strange things, whether it was torture devices or the Loch Ness monster or human combustion, you know, spontaneous combustion, all sorts of things. Just really, it's kind of like an encyclopedia with short articles on strange things. And that was sort of my introduction to weird stuff. And I was sort of, you know, ever since I've been interested in the topic. So I don't know. how I, I think. Um, I think what really got me into just kind of uh, looking into things was probably the Diatlov Pass incident. Oh, yeah, okay. that 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 one's really weird. Oh, that's yeah. the one with the uh, skiers, right? No hikers. Oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah. tongues missing. Yeah, some uh, of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That the one. Earl yeah. Mountains. That was yeah. Weird. That yeah. That one is uh, that one's really good. Don't they, doesn't the native language, whatever, I don't know if it's Russian or it's the native language, doesn't it mean the, the name of the pass originally means like, don't go there or something? I don't know. I forget. It's, it's like the mountain of death or something. Yeah. It's something. Everybody it, loves it, mountain it's of death. Some, it's something creepy. Yeah. It, I forget exactly what it is, but yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a, a really good. Some of the cases, some of them catch my imagination better than others. And that one definitely captured my imagination for sure but uh yeah no that that, that was a really good one uh, it's always fun to dive into stuff like that yeah it's it's fun just to look through this stuff i think another one i really enjoy is um the project blue book files because you just get to dig through all these old files that nobody even looks at this stuff and you see all these really interesting encounters that people reported like this this is history this stuff happened and it's, you know, more or less, I wouldn't say completely forgotten, but it's more or less forgotten in history, you know, but you get to see, you get to see a view of history from an individual perspective rather than, you know, a historian writing about a president or something. And there's a lot of really good cases in there. So yeah, they, yeah go uh, ahead. Continue. No, no, I was going to, I was going to ask you a question, but um, if you're, I, oh. I don't want to step on your toes there. If you're going to say something. Uh. I'm going to be honest, I kind of forgot about it, so go ahead. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> oh, nah, was, you're good, man. Yeah, I was. What was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I I got uh, ADHD. Huh. So my brain is all over the place. Yeah, this is the same, dude. Yeah, that's nerd. That sounds a little bit like Agent Kruger. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I a little have bit to, like me. I have to use notes. If I didn't use notes, then there would be no hope. There would be no show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise there would be no structure at all to anything. But oh, nah, that 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 we, this happened to me and Agent Redacted. Yeah, I remember that car trip where well we looked at a Costco and we forgot about our thirty minute conversation. We, yeah, we were we were having a this conversation. Well, it wasn't thirty minutes. It was since we left ha- the house, which was probably ten minutes. I don't know. Was, and then I we, think we we're returning from the theme park. No, we were driving too. We were driving oh. to California's Great America, and we were having this conversation. We drove by Costco, and I said, "Oh, look, there's Costco." And then boom, we forgot what we were even talking about. <laughs> What were we just talking about? I don't even know. Like I have no idea. (laughs) But yeah, I was I was actually on uh, medication at one point. I was on. uh, I tried a couple of them, but I didn't like the side effects, so I don't take it anymore. But I mean, the medication does really help. Don't listen to Joe Rogan. The doses are completely different. It's not the same thing as taking speed, (laughs) but they do have some potentially serious side effects as well, though. And I mean, it all it really just depends on person to person. Yeah. And they, like, you you can't really just diagnose. Like, I, I guess you can't just like trying to find a good way to word it. You can't just like say like someone has something and then just give them medication because like th- th- there's a lot of factors. Like body weight's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, diet also affects everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. So, um. Also, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off there. Uh, ah, whatever, it's all good. Well, I say take more psilocybin. <laughs> as far as if you if you want to listen to Joe Rogan, take all the DMT. Well, yeah, yeah, all, all of it. He's a uh, he's that guy's hilarious. Like Joe I swear, Rogan sounds like an interesting character. I swear there was there was one time when he was commenting on the UFC where he he had to have been high on something. I'm pretty sure he was on mushrooms or whatever, but cause he was, he was just talking and then, and then, um, Goldberg says, I forget the exact comment, but Goldberg asked him a question oh, and Joe Rogan, Goldberg, you're, you're going way back. And Joe Rogan didn't say anything. He was just completely silent. <laughs> so Goldberg just repeated the question, <laughs> you know, word for word. And then Joe Rogan eventually responded. He was like, he was like, Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> dude he, he was he was out of his mind on something i'm pretty sure about that my f- do you remember that moment with the ufc commentators where one guy's getting really sidetracked other guys like reel him in <laughs> yeah that's that would be goldberg and joe rogan probably <laughs> my favorite moment ever in the ufc was this has got to be the early days i don't remember the exact number but you know sub 100 for sure where um Joe Rogan, they're watching a fight. I don't even remember what fight it was, but the second second or third round or whatever, one of the guys was getting gassed, and Joe Rogan said, Oh, I think he blew his wad there. And then um and then uh Goldberg says, I don't think we can say that, Joe. <laughs> and then Joe Rogan goes, It's a gambling term. Come on. But you know, it was just so hilarious because because <laughs> you know, Rogan I get the impression he was he was laying a trap, you know what I mean? I don't know. It was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that, that particular moment, <laughs> but yeah, they got rid of him. Unfortunately, they got rid of Goldberg. He was, oh. he was really fun. 
to say they got rid of Joe Rogan? Does it, isn't he like the number one commentator for the UFC or something? No, he, he doesn't. Um, not Joe Rogan. He doesn't do commentating for everything anymore like he used to. But uh, he's he does most of the pay per views these days. He still does it. All right, any uh, anything else, Sea Snail? Before we let you go, um, comments, uh, nah. questions. Nah, just keep on trucking, guys. You guys are doing great. All right, well, thanks. thanks Hell man. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't, uh, if you guys weren't still listening, we would not still be making these things. So we really appreciate you guys listening. It's a, uh, it's, it's a weird thing, man, because we're not celebrities or anything like that. We're just regular people with microphones, and uh, people listen to us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very kinda, big celebrities. It's kind of weird, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, um, I, I am a celebrity in my own mind. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. All right, so I'm gonna I'll uh, kick you off the stage here, and then we'll see. All right, does anybody else want to come on stage? Say hello. Got any questions, comments, favorite episodes that we didn't discuss or that we did discuss that you'd like to discuss or anything like that before we sign off here? If somebody raises their hand, says sorry, I was stretching. Once you invite them on, you have to ban them from the Discord. Oh no, that would be <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> Just banished. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll wrap it up here. Thank you guys, everybody, so much for listening, and thanks for a million downloads. I never thought I would see this milestone. It's it's very, very exciting to me, and actually encouraging that I should still continue to do the show, because sometimes, I don't know, you know, sometimes the numbers aren't good on a particular episode. I'm like, well, you know, maybe it's time to wrap it up, but I guess, you know, people are still listening, so we'll, we'll keep making them, but all right, well, until next time, um, thanks, everybody, so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Could... Could you say uh, something? Um, bye. All right. Well, cool. Any <laughs> final thoughts? A G N E T A. Ah, uh, shit. Have Keep a nice. That shit strange. <laughs>